We may all dream of a white Christmas, but this year Christmas is going to run red with blood. Because nothing says Christmas more like an botched, aborted fetus coming back to murder his family on Christmas. We watched Red Christmas. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Merry Christmas holiday season is upon us. I don't know where I'm going with that. That was a shitty opening, but I'm going to keep rolling. All right. Uh, this is Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad, they're scary. I'm your host, Mary Marshall Hampton. With me is my co-host, my buddy, Mr. Warm Apple Cider, Aaron Southworth. <laughs> Warm. <laughs> Can't think of anything else with an A. I'm Christmas. hot and sweet, baby. Yeah, you are. I'm hot and sweet. <laughs> yes, so, you yeah. are. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Whatever. whatever. Um, yeah, Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's the holiday season. We're watching the horror Christmas movies. We so. are. We are. This is week two of our Chris, our month-long Christmas horror movie bonanza. Extravaganza. Um before we uh, uh, get into the movie, uh, let's as always we need to plug our, our self shameless promotions and plugs. So, uh, but first of all, remember you please if you feel like giving money to the show to help us with, uh, you know, keep keep bringing the show to you guys free of charge and to continue to let us uh, expand and do more stuff. You can always donate a few bucks here and there uh, to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com, and I think it's slash horrible horror. Uh, you can go there and donate some money, which would really help us out. Uh, it would be awesome if you did. Uh, we'd love you so much. Uh, we might even do some hand stuff for you. If it's you... the Christmas season, the season yeah. of giving. Yeah. Give us. <laughs> give, give us, us your us. money. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, we do need a little bit of help. Uh, we're thinking about expanding to other platforms. Uh, you know, they're not free platforms. So, uh, yeah, anything that can help us would be great. Well, definitely. Um so if you keep, you know, you might want to see what we're up to and what, how to follow us and see what these platforms might be and all that. You can follow us on, on all the social media sites, which Aaron is going to lay down. In yeah, your you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us at Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at so bad it's scary. Uh, not sc- sc- scary. It's <laughs> Twitter at so bad it's scary. Um, you can check us out on Instagram uh, and also check out our website, www.horriblehorrorpodcast.com. Uh, you can listen to us there. You can also listen to us on iTunes, and you can listen to us on Podbean. If you do give us a listen, please give us a five-star rating. That would be very, very nice of you. We'd really appreciate it. Kind of bump us up in the rankings. That's of... all I want for Christmas. Yeah. I, just, I just want some five-star ratings on iTunes. You know, yeah. so That'd be great. You know, if you really want to give to us, I mean, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Yeah, and then, you know, it'd be you great. Know, a few bucks. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Aaron does that so much better than I do. Um now, uh, last week we uh, threw out that we were, were going to have some upcoming Horrible Horror Game Nights where you can uh, join us on Xbox Live to play some uh, 
horror-themed uh, video games like Friday 13th and Dead by Daylight. But we were looking at our schedules and based... Yeah, and guess what? It's the goddamn holidays. Yeah. Um, <laughs> think it's not the best time to do that. So what we're going to do, we're still going to do it, but we're going to postpone it till probably uh, the uh, the new year, to, like week first weekend or second weekend yeah. of January, new year, once all the holidays are over and things calm down a bit. And so, it will also give me a chance to polish up my skills a little bit so I'm not, not total fodder. Yeah. 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 Uh, gives Aaron some practice time. So uh, <laughs> keep an eye out for that. We'll post we'll, we'll post uh, how to get involved with in that. We'll need gamer tags on that. Uh, uh, and then also to keep in uh, how I want to say spirit, keep in line with that. Keep in spirit, spirit yeah, of the, the game night. Thank you. Um, we will be giving away a hard copy of Friday 13th, the game for Xbox uh, unopened with uh, all the little, little extra special add-ons that comes with like, it's like a poster, a magnet, a Sticker and some for the and some like digital content for like the game. Uh, we will be giving that away. Uh, once we figure out exactly how we're gonna do the giveaway, again we'll post that. It's probably gonna be an Instagram mm-hmm. sweepstakes type thing like we did with our movie giveaway um, yeah. back in episode one hundred. Oh uh, yeah, thank you. One hundred episodes yeah. so that last summer. Um, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. And I'm I'm actually really excited about that that game giveaway. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, but let's move on to the movie now. Aaron, I do have to ask you a, qu- a few questions. One, do you like Australia? Not really. All right. Two, do you like abortion? No. Ooh, 0 for 2. Do you like Christmas? I love Christmas. All right. At least 1 for 3 is not bad because we watched Red Christmas this week, uh, uh, an Australian horror movie uh, <laughs> uh, that is was released on August 25th, 2017. Uh, written and directed by Craig Anderson, and you can find this little jam on Netflix, uh, Amazon, iTunes, and Voodoo, supposedly. Uh, I watched it on Amazon. Um, the cast, well... G'day. Cast, you're not, no, there's nobody in the cast you're going to know, because they're all pretty much uh, Australian actors, except for the except, star... Yeah, Paul Hogan's not in it. Yeah, which I wish he would have been in it. Oh my god, why did they not get Paul Hogan for this movie? I know. Yahoo yeah, like, Serious isn't in it. No. So I don't know anybody else from Australia. They really should. Oh God, if Paul Hogan was in this. That would have been hilarious. That would be great. Um, <laughs> uh, but the main the main character Diane is played by none other than D. Wallace. Uh, a lot of people should know her, but you might not know her by name. But you've seen her before. She's been in two. She's got two hundred thirty four credits to her name. Such big movies like E. T. Uh, the House of the Devil. She was in the original Cujo. Um, then she did stuff like Alligator Two: The Mutation, Critters. Uh, the original Hills Have Eyes, mm. and again we keep this keeps popping up. But we, the mystery movie, for, but uh, Death House, she's supposed yeah. to be in that too. <laughs> Maybe someday it'll happen. Someday. <laughs> um, and then yeah, the rest of the cast is all Australian people who I've never heard of, and most of their credits are again like all Australian movies or TV shows that I or waiter at Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's let's unwrap uh, Red Christmas. Oh boy! All right, we open this movie with like a really angry mob protesting like an abortion clinic, and it's all in slow motion, like voiceover of pro life propaganda and pro life people are like yeah. chanting and reciting shit over it. Yeah, and- they're just saying you know they're quoting scripture. Yeah, talking about like the de- the just the the horribleness of of terminating life and it's 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 like all over the top crazy cons- yeah you know, like this opening yeah. so weird like when i first i'm like am i watching the right movie i'm like what is what the hell <laughs> what, what what's going on here yeah um and we get shot of some like re- religious zealot carrying like a large 
briefcase like through the, through the abortion clinic and we see abortions taking place through open doorways and, yeah which is really i call bullshit on that because i'm pretty sure they'd be like done behind closed doors and privacy but he's just walking down the hallway and each door is like a woman getting abort like getting a baby sucked out of her or something like that it's like really over the top yeah <laughs> like what <laughs> Uh, so the man enters like a janitor's closet. He puts the case down, and then we cut to the exterior shot of the building. Did you see what was on the case when he put it down? Yeah, it's got like all these like travel stickers. Like there's an American flag. There's like and, two like, big American flags, and I'm like USA, <laughs> USA. <laughs> and there's like a rosary hanging from it, and like an Australian flag, and like all this stuff stickers. And so next thing, we, yeah, we're on the we're watching. We have a shot of the exterior of the building, and it just. Boom! Like explosion hits from the second floor. Like just all, all hell breaks out the windows. Yeah. Um. More slow motion of like doctors and patients in the building scrambling. Um. As the mystery man just kind of walks down the hallways. Uh. And this whole time we get more. There's more, like the whole pro-life agenda and Bible thumping voiceovers are still playing and mixed in. There's a few pro-choice comments here and there, but it's mostly all pro-life stuff. Um. Now we see. Well, like now we go to like an abortion in progress. <laughs> yeah. So during the explosion, they're still like, "Oh God, the explosion!" But hey, we gotta finish. We gotta finish. We got a job to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the woman on the gurney is holding like a silver necklace that has an anchor on, it, and mm-hmm. they, 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 the camera makes a point to show that. And then the camera shows a yellow biohazard bucket that just somebody <laughs> just sl- uses their foot and slides it into a corner. It's, it's a bucket that says a. Bucket. <laughs> it's a, like it's almost like a mop, like a exactly. yellow mop bucket. It looks like a yellow mop bucket. It just says biohazard, and she just like kicks it, kicks it. and it slides <laughs> off into the corner. Yeah. And then, then we see a middle-aged man in glasses. He's looking at the bucket, and the camera zooms in on the bucket as a small bloody baby hand reaches out of the bucket. What? <laughs> I know. What the shit? <laughs> what? <laughs> So, are you telling me that there's a live baby just tossed in this bio? I'm pretty sure that's not an abortion. That's just called birth. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This, well, this baby's just garbage. <laughs> These are not a good abortion doctors. This is just birth. I mean, look. This is a touchy subject for everyone, but this is yeah. ridiculous. It really this is. This is just ridiculous. <laughs> So the man who I'm guessing we are at this point I'm assuming is the bomber. He takes the baby out of the bucket, wraps it up, and takes it with him. Or the abortion? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> he, he, he cuddles it up. Yeah. No one does that. It's a completely viable life. This yeah, is I know. horrible. Ugh. Uh, roll title card. Now during the opening credits, we see like the bombers. Like a lab slash shop, and it's full of like chemicals and newspaper clippings on abortion clinics. And we, this is where we can tell that the bomber is actually a priest himself. Um, and in this red lit room, we see a second person who's wearing like a black hooded cloak and has his hands wrapped in gauze. And he sits on his knees in front of like a makeshift, a makeshift altar and he's reading from the Bible. Uh, the priest is shown with a whip and a rosary. So uh, I, we get the point that the, the idea that this priest is one of those people who likes to like flog himself just like like the albino from the da vinci code i forget oh, yeah. what it's called it's like self flag flagration or something like that but like they whip yeah, themselves yeah, like they whip the sins away exactly I, i'm a sinner i deserve this that kind of uh, yeah. mentality which is pretty fucked up yeah um 
And then there's a quick shot of the priest putting a shirt on over a like a homemade C4 bomb vest that he's wearing. So either this is supposed to now. I got confused. Like, was this supposed to be before the explosion, or is he going? I'm guessing he's going off to do another round two. I think he's doing round two here. Yeah. Um, he's going big this time. He's going big. He's going big. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Now we skip 20 years into the future. Right. So I guess present day, 20 years later, and we get to D. Wallace. Like I said, she plays Diana or Diane or whatever. Just calling her D throughout the movie. All right. She's in the kitchen preparing food for her family Christmas, and with her is her overly theatrical Down syndrome son, Jerry. I love Jerry. <laughs> I love Jerry to death. Aw. He's my favorite. Yes, he's got Down syndrome, and he's, like you just said, extremely theatrical. He's, like, quoting Shakespeare. He, he's obsessed with Shakespeare. He even says, like, he, like, there's a point in the movie where, like, they're talking about God, and he's like, I don't like my guy. I worship the Bard, which is Shakespeare. That you know, mm-hmm. he's called, so he, he he is Mr. Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, now we start meeting the rest of the family as they all arrive, and we have uh, Jenny, uh, which is short for Virginia. She's this mega pregnant sister. Um, <laughs> yeah, you want to say mega pregnant? Yeah, mega. Yeah, she is just it's about to pop. <laughs> fucking beach ball of a belly. Yeah, uh, and her husband Scott. Uh, then we have Hope, who's like the cool kind of punk uh, adopted sister. And then we have like the drinking, smoking, kind of cranky but lovable Uncle Joe. Uh, who, and just to uh, just give you an idea, both D. Wallace, who is, is well, I forgot her fucking name. D. Diane Wallace. or something like that. Yeah, she and her brother are American. Yes. They're Yanks. They are Yanks. Joe wears those Chicago White Sox hats throughout the entire movie. From like... 92. It's, yeah, it's, so, it's, it's so such old. a dated old hat. Such an old yeah. hat. Uh, and they never explain why. Yeah, they're Yanks, but they never explain why, what the hell they're doing in Australia. Um, yeah, they just kind of roll with it. Like, they have accent. They they speak, they have no accent, but like all their kids, all the kids have like the, the British Aus- Australian Brick accent. Australian accents, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, and lastly, we meet Susie and her priest's preacher husband, Peter, as they pull up and start unloading the car. Um, the family kills some time while Dee finishes cooking. Um, Ginny and Scott sneak off to have sex in the laundry room. Uh, we learn that Hope is highly allergic to peanuts, uh, which really never comes back. Like, I thought this was going to like, it really doesn't. Eh, eh. Eh, not really. Um, and Jerry shows up wearing a Santa suit. Because uh, then he's all theatrical. And he's really into the whole Christmas thing. Yeah, who isn't? Jerry's yep. awesome. <laughs> so while Ginny and Scott are banging on the washer or whatever they are, we see Peter watching them through like the crack in the door. Peter, the priest. The priest. Let's remind you, Peter. So it's it's a very like very harsh juxt like two opposite ends of the spectrum here. You have yeah. the conservative sister with the priest husband. She's buttoned up in gray. Just, oh, yeah. The like, good, yeah, Susie's like the goody two-shoes. Completely buttoned up, like, totally, like, looks almost like a nun. Almost. Yeah, almost. And then you have on the other end, the the pregnant, she's wearing, like, a, like almost like a sundress yeah. with her big old titties hanging out <laughs> while they're, like, drinking beer while she's pregnant. Yeah. She's doing shots and smoking weed. So it's, it's pretty, you know... Complete total oh, polar opposites. Yeah. Um, so like I said, he's watching them fuck through uh, the crack in the door, and he, they he gets called by Joe. Just walks up, and Peter's like, "Oh, uh, I I dropped my keys. I uh, I gotta go find my keys." Um, and he basically Joe goes upstairs to jerk off in a closet. <laughs> or not? No, not Joe. The priest. 
Oh, did you say Joe? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Peter, yeah, the priest Peter goes the upstairs. Peter, the priest, goes upstairs to go jerk off. Up in the closet. <laughs> that's a Christian thing to do. Yeah. Uh, so Dee gives Susie, like, this large check in private saying that it's for, to help her pay for her fertility treatment. So now we're going to, okay, you know, back, a little backstory of Susie's having trouble getting pregnant with Peter and all this stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. So and then Susie kind of applies. It's more to it than just that. So there's something else going on. But... Anyway, it's probably that they don't have sex. That's my guess. Yeah, that's kind of my guess that there's something going on, which we're gonna delve into. Yeah, come on, that'll come back. Um, now we cut to this mystery man in a black cloak and holding a red briefcase. He's walking through the woods, like up to this rundown house on the middle of nowhere. And this is what I think of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> and outside is this old, older, like middle-aged man. He's sharpening like a large knife on like, a, just like Australian yeah, do, right? Like on a, a spinning, like a wheat stone or sharp grinding stone or whatever. And the man in black approaches and he's very polite. And he asks the man for directions. Like, can you tell me, you know, and I'm he lost. Talks, he's like, can you tell me how mother's, house is he kind of talks like that you did a very good job um, and um so and you can tell right away just by listening that there's something wrong with the guy in the cloak and the man the man in black introduces himself as cletus says he's looking for his mother's house but now the homeowner just goes on a fuck filled rant <laughs> where he says fuck like seven times in like about a minute <laughs> like it's like one sentence he drops f-bombs like seven of yeah. them yeah he's like who the fuck are you what the fuck are you doing here? i go fucking cute what the fuck 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 while like, holding geez. a big knife yeah. and drinking beers yeah <laughs> australia baby <laughs> australia <laughs> um so uh, he, he basically, for no real reason, this guy's just a dick. He, he just shoves Cletus down to the ground. But he's like, "There's something wrong with you. There is something. You're wrong, boy. You're wrong." And he starts laughing at him. Um, Cletus starts praying, and then the man just starts pissing on Cletus again he's, for no yeah. reason. He's like, "Get off my property. You're wrong. I'll maybe I'll just take care of you now." And so I'm thinking maybe he's gonna stab him. Yeah, but instead he just pulls out his cock. And starts whizzing away while yep. laughing the whole time. Yep. Um, now, Cletus is trying to hold back his rage because he's like, no, no. But he, you can see him bawling up his fist. He snaps. And in a blink of the eye, he just reaches out with one hand and rips off the man's dick <laughs> with one hand. Dude, he does it with, like, <laughs> such speed. It's like the flash, It was man. like that like that kung fu movie, like that trick. It's like, if you take the corner like, from my it's hand. It's like Van Damme at Bloodsport where he... he <laughs> Reaches into a well, like a fish pond to pull out a pull, fish. Pulls out a coin. <laughs> yeah. Or he snatches the coin from yeah. a, a fighter's hand. Yeah. He just, wah! <laughs> yeah. Give me that dick! <laughs> Give me that dick! <laughs> the man falls to the ground, blackout. Yeah. <laughs> His arms spread out, he goes, ah! <laughs> He just falls straight back. Straight back. Like he's doing the nesty plunge. Yeah. <laughs> anybody remembers that yeah so now we see cletus he's as he's leaving the man's house uh we follow cletus as he leaves and the camera pans across to the now dead man whose head has now been split open by the spinning that grindstone sh- yeah. that we saw him using to sharpen his knife and his head just rushing on it's like blood coming down it's like split open and cletus just walks walks away so we go back to d's house and the family gathers around to open presents and during this scene, there are, um, we, we definitely tell there's a big gap between Ginny and Susie. Uh, they don't get along. 
Um, Jenny does not care for, has, for some reason, does not care about religion whatsoever. She, again, it never becomes clear why or what her issue, but she's like, I don't like priests. I don't like religion. I don't like anything, but it's never clear as to why. So it's kind of odd. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of like that just obvious, like the total yin yang of this family yeah. of, of these sisters. Yeah. Which at some point is almost, I think almost too much. They beat you over the head with Yeah. Them. Like and we get siblings can fight or squabble here and there. I mean, that's what's it. But this is like. How are these people even right? They're so different. Like for them being raised in the same rooms, like it's so like there'd be some more similarities. I think being that they were raised together, it's really weird. Um, anyway, so this happy family reunion quickly begins to fall apart as Ginny and Susie start arguing. Uh, D stops to get things back on track, uh, and they start going. It's kind of like turns into Thanksgiving now because they start going around the room saying to say what each other is grateful for yeah. this Christmas. What, what are you grateful for And this again, Christmas? Jenny gets upset by this, and, and you know, more of the family history gets uncovered, which really not, doesn't matter, because none of it really plays into the story about how Dee's selling the house, and she's all pissed off because their dad, who's... Uh, and the house is fucking baller. It's a pretty nice house. Pretty nice house. Uh, the only thing is in the middle of nowhere. So, basically, they're saying... The dad, you know, mom and dad were going to go on a trip, but dad died of cancer. But while he was on his deathbed, he was saying, "Go, still go on that trip, sell the house, go on the trip, enjoy yourself." Yeah, you know. So that's the that's kind of the gist of it. That's basically it. But and and the the kids, one Ginny is pissed off about it. Yeah, for selling the family house, and uh, so again, the bickering they bicker, but more bickering is broken up by the sound of the doorbell ringing. Um, D answers the door. And finds Cletus standing there. And she tells, you know, and this is where we learn her name's Diane. She's like, hey, I'm, he's like, are you Diane? And she's like, yeah, that's me. And he tries to hand her this this letter that's labeled mother. And she's like, oh, no, you hold on to that. Um, and she's you know, like, that's for your mother. Yeah, that's for your mom. <laughs> and he starts going to like, this coughing fit. Uh, D has Cletus come inside, you know, like, hey, come on in. And, you know, can I get you, you know, offer, you know, sit down for a minute. She offers him some tea. Um, <laughs> he wants to drink the tea with a straw. With a straw, um, and you can't see his face. Like, no, we talked about how he wears a cloak. I, yeah, I was about. To, yeah, he wears bandages all he, over. He's his dressed face. like he kind. It's like the old Invisible Man thing. Like you just, his face is wrapped in gauze. His hands are wrapped in gauze, and he wears like this black hooded cloak. Yeah, but you can't even see his fucking eyes. No, like you can't even like. There's not. There's like no openings. Yeah, yeah. Like, How the, is he, he's like just walking around blind. Like, apparently, yeah. The Invisible Man had sunglasses on. That's least, true. Yeah. You, know? you just how the hell is this guy? Yeah, see? you're right. He, he must be like have infrared vision or like X-ray because <laughs> he's just looking. Apparently, he can see through the gauze, but perfectly. Um, so he's sitting with the rest of the family, and the family's like rightfully kind of creeped out and not sure to do what, not sure what to do about this guy. Um, they offer to take his cloak, but Cletus says he needs it. He says he needs it because it helps keep his skin on, which that's an odd thing to say. Like, it's apparently this cloak, not even the guy says his cloak helps keep his skin on. Yeah. Like, that's just fucking weird. Well, it made me kind of think of, like, <clears throat> uh, like, like maybe he, with the self-mutilation, maybe he does some cutting or something like that. I was maybe reaching. Yeah. But, but even, even then, it's like. You would probably be dead a long time ago. Yeah, if you had to have a, a baggy cloak to help keep your skin on, you wouldn't be walking around. Right. Um, so, anyway, um, Joe just like, fuck it. He just gets up and leaves. Like, I'm not dealing with this. Um, Susie. Well, I kind of like because he tries to talk to him. He's just like, so, uh, Cletus. Uh, fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, like, <laughs> USA. USA. <laughs> 
Um, Susie's trying to be polite, you know, the polite host. Um, and Cleo says he wants to read his letter. I want to read my letter. I want to read my letter. I'm very good. Yeah. And uh, D- I learned from the best. Yeah. Right? I'm just mimicking you. Uh, D, Joe, and, and Hope, who had left, they all come back because uh, they were in the kitchen getting his tea and dicking around. Um, Cletus continues to try to read his letter, but the family keeps trying to find ways to kind of get him to nicely get him to leave and try to like, drop hints. Because um, they mentioned, like, oh, we're about to open our presents. And Cletus asks, what are presents? Like, he's like, he, So he doesn't even know what presents are. And Peter explains, oh, the history behind why people give presents at Christmas based on the story of the three magi or the wise man, which Cletus calls negroids. Negroids. Ne- neg- negroid. Neg- negroids or something like negroids. Negroids. Or, yeah, it's really weird. Um, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> and everyone just kind of goes, whoa. You know, kind of has a shocked look on our face because even, like, Scott is... Uh, he's, he's something. He's Aborigine, perhaps. Maybe he, he, I don't know if he's Aborigine, but he, he's darker skin. He's a dark skinned fellow. Yeah, he's t- very tan. <laughs> <laughs> um, more than more than tan. <laughs> you know what? Also, I think it's really weird because I mean, but we always saw Cleus in the opening at the very end of the opening credits with the pre in the priest area. So if he was raised by a a, a zealot crazy priest. Wouldn't a priest still give presents? Because he'd still be so obsessed with Christmas and the holidays that he wouldn't he give presents? Or at presents least have and, the, I, the I mean, you don't. Yeah, I mean, you're not gonna go twenty years and, and not he's know what presents said the are. The word presents. Yeah, because he the, understood the word gifts. Yeah, he did. Yeah, which is the same thing. So it's like I don't. That's really weird. Like, because what? Scott, or not Scott, but Peter explains this, like Marshall just mentioned, the story of the Magi, and he says they brought him gifts, and we do that in celebration. Yeah. You know, we and we replicate that by giving gifts or presents to people. I mean, he gets that because so I he guess... he understands, but he doesn't... Because he, yeah. I, he obviously would have read that. But again, you if he reads the Bible, you, you know the... He would know that. And so there's some loops here, like just some, some disconnects in the story that kind of like, wait a minute, don't really add up. Um, it's Australian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Deed enhanced Cleus this wrapped gift, which he says is the most beautiful thing he's ever seen. And people are like, well, you need to open it first because it's just the wrapping paper. And he unwraps it, and it's a jar of peanuts that they have to get rid of anyway because Hope's allergic to them. So they're like, here, take this. Um, again, Cletus says he wants to read his letter, and out of ideas, the family's just like, fine. fine. Well, all right, guess go ahead, read it. Um, the letter starts with, dear mother. And goes on, you know, basically goes on to say how his father believed in vengeance, but he believes in love. And it mentions that uh, that an event occurred that is impossible for his mother to know anything about. uh, And spoilers, uh, but come on, it's blatantly obvious that Cletus, that D is Cletus's mom. I mean, there's yeah, he is the aborted, he is the surviving son of D Wallace. (laughs) Yes, he is. Uh, He says that his father is dead now. So Probably because he, he blew himself up. Exactly. I'm thinking he blew himself <laughs> up with the, that C4 vest. Uh, so he left to ser- left to go search for his family, and that two decades ago, his father extinguished the lives of two child murderers at the North End Medical Clinic. And this is when D. Wallace loses her shit. Yeah, she jumps up from her chair. She's upset demands to know what he wants. Uh, the family begins to ask questions. D says that he's talking about an abortion clinic and she wants him to leave. Uh, Cleo says he's coming, but like I'm coming from a place of love and I mean no offense or harm. Uh, he continues to try to finish his letter, but D gets more and more upset till she's screaming and on the verge of tears. Cleus is dragged out of the house by Joe and just tossed off the front steps of the porch. Um, yeah, mind you, 
Joe tass- tosses him out like a moldy bag of tangerines. He, just, <laughs> he manhandles him, tosses him like he was a little bitch. Yeah. So and, and, and Joe is an old man. He's, he's like an older guy, but he's sixties, seventies. He's still wily. Right. Yeah. USA. Uh, so <laughs> Joe threatens to shoot him if he ever comes he back. Says, if you come back, I have a shotgun and I'm not afraid to use it. As D throws a jar of peanuts at Cletus, hitting him in the <laughs> head with it. Dude, <laughs> just whack. <laughs> she throws a thing like Joe fucking Montana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just bounced right off his head. That would have hurt. I know. So bad. I know. <laughs> Well, again, we got some ass-kicking Yankees in the house. We got Joe thrown off the porch and the fucking John Elway in the brain. <laughs> so, afterwards, Susie starts questioning Dee about what Cletus said. Why know if it's true that after her father got sick, did Dee have a miscarriage? This pisses Dee off more, and she slaps Susie in the face and storms off. Dude, she slaps her like a boss. <laughs> Man, it crack. It's it's a great it's a great slap. Uh, more time passes, and we see Cletus walking through the woods. He's crying. Now, during this scene, Cletus looks a lot like a ring wraith from the Lord of the Rings scene. Totally. <laughs> like, he's, like, hunting for the hobbits in the... Like, well, yeah, he's... <laughs> well, totally. He's yeah, hunched I, over the I big clack clove. He's like... I didn't even think about that, but you're totally right. It's a fucking ring race, you're man. You're totally right, because he's got that cloak hanging over him like a ring race. Yeah. He's marching through the forest. You of, see no face, no skin. Of down under, <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, we're in Australia. Middle Earth is, was New Zealand, New Zealand close, close enough. Close enough, yeah. I mean, jeez. Um, I bet Australians uh, are pissed off about that. Yeah. <laughs> or New Zealanders are just like, motherfucker. We're not the same, <laughs> goddammit. We know. I know, I know. Um. <laughs> We're not calling Australia's Kiwis. That's the fucking New Zealand people, I believe. Yeah. And uh, so, anyway, uh, back at the house, Joe corners Dee in a closet and wants to know if what Cletus says is true. Is it possible that he is her son? Again, Dee denies it, saying that he was just some crazy pro-life prankster trying to cause trouble. So Joe's trying to get to the bottom of this. Yes. Uh, Peter and Scott, they're off talking while Scott chops wood. And... (laughs) Okay. Mind you, while Joe is talking to D. Wallace, pulls her to the side. Yes. He kind of pulls her into a like a cloak. A room. closet. Yeah. And you know she says, you know, no, how can, how dare you, blah, blah blah blah. You know that was some nut job. And she goes, so why don't you just leave me alone and fix the goddamn door? So there's a problem with the door in the closet. Okay. That comes up later. That does. That explains a lot because um I missed that line, but mm-hmm. okay, that does come up. Uh, while Peter and Scott Scott's shopping, what Peter's Clearly checking out Scott's ass, which makes sense because when he's watching him buck fuck through the the doorway, Scott's ass is hanging out, and he's clearly like so. Apparently, so Gene comes up. He's not looking at the girl with the boobs. No, Gene. Yeah, Gene comes up, snapping Peter out of his hypnotic ass days. So obviously now we know what the problem is that why Susie can't get pregnant because Peter's gay. Yeah, Peter. (laughs) Peter's a little on the. uh, Peter's pro penis. Pro penis. There you go. Pro penis. Um, so a very pregnant Jenny takes Scott's joint and just takes a big old rip from it and blows the smoke in Peter's face. Uh, Susie comes up pissed off. Classy. Yeah. Classy. Uh, she comes up all pissed off, takes the joint away, scolding Jenny for smoking while being preggers. Um. And then Susie storms off, and as she passes Joe, she tells him, keep his joints to himself. And Joe's like, hey, that's a good idea. And pulls out another joint from his shirt pocket, lights it up, and starts smoking. Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So more time passes. The family eats Christmas dinner. Well, it's like a montage it's of mon- them like yeah. eating food and playing grab ass and like hugging and opening presents. And then it seems more, like everything seems but pretty... more arguing ensues. Yeah, um, of course. But and then we also get shots of Cleus in the woods and he's kind of like losing, like he's crying and kind of shaking. He's like getting mad and he, he they're kind of just kind of spliced into that montage. Um, night falls now. Cleus has made his way back to the house and watches them from a distance. Uh, D, Scott, and Hope, they're out on the porch. Uh, Watching Hope, the sunset. Yeah, which is pretty much already set. I mean, it's dark out yeah. there. It's night. There's no sunset anymore. Um, Hope breaks away from the group to go pick up some like the long lawn games they were play- we saw them playing earlier in the montage and all this stuff when they were passing time. Um, inside, Ginny and Susie get into another fight over whether or not a certain kind of pie goes into the fridge. Hey, whether or not a meringue pie goes into the fridge or stays on the counter. It's the stupid. Like, th- th- at this point, I'm getting a little upset with the, the the fact that these guys fight over everything. everything. Like we get it. We, yeah. we we've got it already. You, you, enough with this. They beat you over the head with the fact that they're very different people. Yeah, and, and they just are arguing over the. It's got it, like this is the dumbest one. Yeah, it really this is, is the dumbest one because everyone knows you just leave it on the shelf. <laughs> no, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about, man? It goes in the fridge. You leave it on the shelf. It goes in the fridge. <laughs> Well, I like Joe's solution, which was cut it in half. <laughs> yeah. And just fucking stop talking about it. Yeah. And I, I have no fucking clue. I just yeah. wanted to. Well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had to do a bit. Yeah. Do a, <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Hope finds a jar of peanuts sitting in the grass. And she kneels down to get a close look at it and finds a page of the Bible has been like attached to it. Uh, Jerry comes out to get Dee to break up the fight between the sisters. So Dee and Scott go back inside, leaving Hope outside alone. Uh, and then we see an axe raised high well, into the air. She, she she's walking and she's looking at that jar of peanuts and she, you look down and there's peanuts all in the grass. Yeah, and it's like she she almost seems like she's having trouble breathing. Yeah, it's like and just, for a minute I'm like, is there gonna be death by peanut? Yeah, I thought so. Like, what's gonna happen here? Is like, she gonna go in anaphylactic a- shock? But is she gonna die by peanuts? Because if she does, that might be the lamest mu- slash most awesome kill ever. <laughs> I, I thought something was going to happen, but again, let me ask you this. I know the people, there are people who are, are deathly allergic to peanuts and, and like, you know, bees and all sorts of allergies, but even if you're allergic to peanuts, I don't think just the fact that they're just laying in the grass at your feet is going to send you into some kind of allergic reaction. If you're not, they're not touching you, if you're not ingesting them, like what's like, okay, just, I don't know, walk away from the peanuts and you're fine. Like maybe I'm wrong, but I thought it was like really lame like really this is stupid like like i don't know what they're trying to get it get you know build up towards with this but luckily we don't have to deal with that thought right because we see the axe get raised high into the air behind pope and it comes down the axe splits hope and twain like a fucking banana peel from head to crotch <laughs> it just splits her completely in two yeah and the two halves of her just drop to the ground in this wet thud and we see cletus standing behind her it's like it's a mop bucket. It's like, yeah, it really is. Um, shortly after uh, that, Ginny, Scott, and Jerry, they're outside now looking for hope. Everyone hears loud screaming from outside and rushes out to find Ginny, who has found what's left of Hope's body, the two pieces of it. And now we get the slow motion shots of everyone screaming and panicking and Dee falling down in tears and, and blah. And, and when, when this was happening... Jerry was like, what's going on? He's trying to run out. And D Wallace is saying, don't come outside, Jerry. Don't come outside. Because that comes up later again, too. Because God, 
Damn. That all the time. There's so much repetitiveness in this movie. It gets, I mean, the writing is really bad because it's like they just kept rewriting the same line over and over and over and over yeah. again. <laughs> so we see Cletus now. He's um, opening like this outside fuse slash power box, and he turns off the power to the house, which. I found this really weird because I've never seen or even heard of a power box or like a fuse box for a house being located outside. Completely disconnected. And yeah, not home. even outside, but like we're talking like 50 yards away from the house just on a, like a random single post. Like it's what? Australia? Like, is this a thing in Australia? Like why would the power box be so far away? Because <laughs> like it makes zero sense. Shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> I've got nothing. Kangaroos, dingoes. I don't know. Like, Boomerang. <laughs> I've got kangaroos, nothing. koalas. Uh, with the <laughs> so with the power off, the family. Like, oh shit! Things are just different there. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the no one's in the power goes off because all the Christmas lights and the windows go dark. Yeah, the place the place goes completely black. Yeah, which makes sense. Okay. Yeah, the family rushes back inside the house. They lock themselves in. And they call the police. Uh, now, one thing about this movie I did like was the fact that they didn't have any stupid excuse or reason why cell phones and phones didn't work. So I was like, okay, they, at least they did that one right. Yeah. Uh, D orders everyone upstairs into a bedroom where she thinks they can all be safe and they can be together. Not uh, a bad idea. Yeah, and she does her best to try to calm everyone down. She tells Joe to show her... Uh, the Bible page that Joe, because Joe found found the Bible page when when they were outside, and the passage reads, "When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to the evildoers." So that's some, which is weird that that's the one line because it's not like a page; it's just like that one line's highlighted. It's, like, a huge, it's, it's a giant. It's just a regular page with the entire whatever page got ripped up. So it's, yeah, that line might be there, but yeah. how would he find that one line? This entire page of scripture, which Bible is. <laughs> Tiny ass print. Every number I see is like you need almost a magnifying glass to read this shit. Yeah, there's a lot of bullshit in there. <laughs> so the fact that he just pulls out this one line magically is like, what? What? <laughs> Come on. Um. So anyway, uh, Joe leaves to go get his shotgun, and he tells D, uh, that and and D tells the other guys, hey, you know, watch out for Joe from the window. Everybody take a window and watch out, and um, for, uh, and. Yeah. While he makes his way to the shed. Now, they were all upstairs. Yes. They're all together. They're all in one room. There's only one way into that room. Okay. Joe says, I'm going to go get my gun. Yeah. All right. Then they all break up and spread throughout the upstairs of the house, looking at windows, overseeing the yard. Yeah. And they say, call Joe if you see something. Yeah. So Okay. I don't like the plan. But all right, makes it kind of makes a little sense. You can kind of watch his six, I guess, yeah. if you will. Yeah, that's what they're doing. But all right, so that's the plan. Uh, on his way out, and they're they're all on the same page, right? Yeah, yeah. they're all on the same page. Um, on his way out, Joe grabs like this wind up powered flashlight. On his way out, uh, he makes his way to the shed. The others exchange cell, all exchange cell phone numbers, so we all every has each other's numbers, and um, which. They're a family. They should have had their numbers already. It's like, right. why are they exchanging? Like, oh, I need this guy's number. Like, you're a family. Yeah. You should have his number yeah, already. Yeah. Um, where was I? Um, oh, okay. So as Joe's making his way to the, the, the shed, he shines his light on some very unusual and rather dangerous wall decorations. 
Because for some reason, mounted on the outside of this house are three very large bear traps. <laughs> I know. Like, just somebody uses for decor. Like, I'm just hanging some bear traps on our on the side of our house. And they're open. They're, they are open. They're, op- <laughs> they're like armed. Yeah. They're like armed and ready to spring. Yeah. That's like the most terrible. And you have a mentally retarded yes! son. <laughs> you have a Down syndrome kid, but you have like bear traps like mounted on the wall. <laughs> armed and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe ends up breaking his flashlight as Scott tries to call Joe to warn him they think they saw something outside. Joe phones ring- Joe's phone starts to ring, but uh-oh, he left it in the kitchen when he picked up the flashlight. So everyone's on the same page <clears throat> to call Joe, and the fucker leaves his goddamn <laughs> phone inside. Yep. What an asshole. Yep. And then... From out of fucking nowhere, Scott gets an axe buried like six inches deep into his fucking skull. Splitting like the front of his face. Yeah, down open. to his, like his eyes. Not a bad effect. No, not a bad effect. It looked pretty cool. Um So everyone just So the killer's in the house. Killer's in the house. He's upstairs, like right next to everyone. They're they're he's you know, within ten yeah. feet of everyone there, so well, uh, the guy in the, head. The, the upstairs room, they don't really do a very good job of kind of showing the layout of the upstairs because they're on one room, and then they're in another room, and then they're another. So it's like almost like all these bedrooms are like, like linked motel rooms. Like they're all like connected somehow. But because yeah. you never really see them in a hallway or anything, it's like it's really odd. Like the, how these rooms, how this, this layout is supposed to be. Um, but Joe makes it to the shed, grabs his shotgun and some shells, and he rushes off to turn the power he, back he on. He hears the screaming. Yes, and he but on his way he flips he the power flips back on. He flips the tower power back on. Yes, but. It only turns on the creepy lighting. Yeah, the creepy lighting. What the fuck? Yeah, before the part, all the lights were on. All the lights are on. But now all that's left, like in the the the, the entire base, first floor of the house is like in, like green lights, and the entire upstairs looks like a fucking. Each room is like lit with different. Yeah, like, and, and like the, the main the main bedroom looks like it's, it's something from a uh, Amsterdam's red light district. Yeah, there's <laughs> red in one year, there's pink, pink in, in the another, other. there's blue in another. <laughs> it's just it's just so you can barely see. Yeah, it's all. Crazy. Creepy lights. That's a great or, point. Or I, Christmas lights. None of the fucking regular yeah. lights work. <laughs> That's a wonderful. I, didn't, I, I can't believe I didn't like, it's so think about that before now. It's so ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Only the creepy lights come on. <laughs> Fuck. He just flipped the switch mark creepy lights. <laughs> <laughs> well, I gotta set the mood. <laughs> <laughs> so at this time, Ginny sees Scott's dead body. Uh, pandemonium breaks out. Everyone's oh, yeah. screaming well, and rush, we, rushing of around. Course she wants to see what's happening, and Dee's going, "Don't come out here, Ginny. Yeah. Don't come out here. Yeah, stay in there." And she's like, "Fuck, I'm coming out." She's you know, so pandemonium is uh, as has ensued. Um, Dee tells Susie to take Ginny outside so she doesn't have to see the body, even though. I guess obviously they, you know, the killer is in the where, house. This but, is where the shit show really begins. Yeah, this is really where things get like. These fuckers have ADD so bad. <laughs> they can't stick to any fucking plan. Yeah, they have no short-term memory they whatsoever. They come up with plans. All right, break. And they all just, like, run off like dodos in different directions. Fuck. So Peter and Susie drag Ginny downstairs, followed by Dee and Jerry, as Joe returns. And he rushes upstairs to look for the killer, but Cletus is gone. They don't find him. Uh, the family is gathered together on the outside, on on the outside, um, on the porch, and 
as a group, they all head in that go hide in the shed. Like, okay, let's go in the shed. Joe rejoins them. They lock themselves in the shed. So now they're all in the shed mm-hmm. with a gun. With a gun. And lights on above them. Yes. And they ha- there's only one way in, and the police are on their the way. way. And the door's lockable. They lock the Seems door. Seems pretty fucking good to me. Exactly. But, nope, more arguing ensues over what to do. And, of course, Jen's, everybody's like, we're going to stay here. But then Dee's like, no, I'm going back to the house to get the car keys. I'm going to pull the car up here, and we're all going to get in. More arguing. Joe's like, nope, I'm not going to let you go, so yeah. I'm going to go in your place. Motherfuckers. Yeah, and... uh God damn it. So, Dude, it was such a good plan. Yeah, just stay it put. It was such a good plan. Just stay put. One entrance. You got a gun. He's dead to right. Everyone else is like holding like shovels and shit too. Yeah, there's like giant garden shears or, or like yeah, some kind of dangerous, something that could be used as a weapon. He's got an axe. Yeah. You've got multiple people with other like gardening equipment yeah. and a fucking gun. A double barrel shotgun. <laughs> and there's only one way in. Yes. But no, <laughs> Joe's and the, like, and the cops are on their way. Yes. <laughs> so Joe's like, nope, I'm gonna go get the keys. I'll be back. And Jerry, they put Jerry on guard duty like all the time. Like, put the retarded kid on guard duty. Hey man, he may have Down syndrome, but he's he's got, he's like the one guy who's got some of his shit together. <laughs> um. So D tells the others that they're gonna go. When the car gets there, they're gonna go out single file to the car, which to me just seems like a horrible idea. Because this is that's how the people in the back of the line get picked off one by one. They should be going out like two by two, like Noah's fucking arc, or like using the buddy system. But it's, it's still just, they're trying to make a plan. And as soon as she goes, okay, all three of you are going to go out single file and get in the back seat. Okay? No! no! <laughs> Jenny's like, fuck that! I don't want Scott! She takes off, she bursts out the fucking door, and the other's like, oh, we have to get, they, so they run after her. They're just like <laughs> running around, like, god damn, <laughs> they just can't keep their shit together. Ah. They cannot. So, <laughs> Joe gets the keys, he starts up one of the cars as Jenny runs back into the house screaming for Scott, even though he's fucking dead and everybody's told her he's dead. But uh, the others are chasing after her, trying to Didn't get her to come back. Did she also see his dead body also? I think so. <sighs> um, so after they, they, they all run to the house, Cletus pops up from the backseat behind Joe and starts strangling him. With some kind of like cord or rope or something. Um, <sighs> inside, Ginny has fallen on the first... She falls on the first step of the stairs. Like, she <laughs> the very first step. Yeah. She's, like, basically laying on the stairs now. <laughs> and apparently this has induced... <laughs> this fall induces labor. <laughs> so now they have to deal with this as well. Let's throw this in the mix now, yeah. too. Guys, guys are all Dude, the retarded guy is the one who's got the most sense. <laughs> and now there's a pregnancy. There's a, there's a birth happening. So, they carry her... They carry Ginny up the stairs to Dee's bedroom as Peter runs outside to flag down Joe in the car. D rushes out after him, like, no, come back. And that's when, wham! Peter just gets run over by the car. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, the car, like, just kind of rolls to a stop. D runs over to the car to find Joe dead in the driver's seat. She does take the shock, Joe's shotgun from the car. And this is what I have a problem with. While Joe is being strangled, he has a fucking gun. Still. Yeah. Yes, you're being strangled. I still think there'd be some wherewithal to, you know, reach back, shoot point, the gun point, back, point over just, your shoulder. just give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, you're about to die anyway. Oh, it's so 
frustrating. And the killer got out of the car and left the gun in there. Yeah. Well, There's just this plot holes. He's old-fashioned that way. He don't, he don't like guns. <laughs> he's he's old-school. He wants the like that medieval divine vengeance of. of <laughs> um, so where was I? Uh, yeah, she she takes the shotgun from the car and then she goes back to the house and she, Peter is apparently still alive and she like helps him hobble back yeah, into the oh, house. He's actually fine. <laughs> yeah, apparently if you get run over by a car, it's fine. It was a small car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was like a sm- yeah, they're hooking a pile of like a fucking smart car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're gonna pile seven people into like it's <laughs> like four like compact car. It's such a small little. <laughs> it's like a Fiat or yeah. something. It's a tiny car. Um. So. Uh, back up in the the red light. You know what it wasn't? It wasn't a fucking Outback. <laughs> it was not. It was not a Super Outback at all. Outback. Outback. Yeah. Australia. Yeah, I, I get it. I don't know what you want me. I don't want me to react. I was you hoping like, you'd go. Oh. 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 So back up in like the red light Amsterdam room, panic is continuing to go on. Everyone's just yelling. Yeah, everyone's just yelling and screaming. Jenny, for some reason now, doesn't want Peter anywhere near her because even though for some reason he has some kind of experience delivering yeah, he, babies. He's like, I can do this. I got this. And you know what? He's not down with the P. No, he's down with the D. Yeah. And But Jenny's like, fuck him. I don't, don't he's not going to touch me. I don't want him anywhere near me. I'm like, is it just because he's a priest? Like, or is really? it because he's gay? Like, what? Again, why I think it's a priest thing. Yeah, it's like she's like. Don't I think it's the let... priest thing too. <laughs> like, why are you don't so let that priest near my vagina? Yeah, it's like what? It's again, it's overkill. It's like really. Yeah. I think in this situation where you have people being murdered around you and you're about to go into labor, I think you would take whatever help you can get. And the guy with experience. Yeah, I don't care. And she's like, yeah. nope, fuck him. He ain't touching <sighs> me. Uh, so. Now, again, for some reason, D leaves the group. She's all like, we have to stay together. We have to stay together. Oh, but I'm leaving. <laughs> she yeah. leaves. She's to go- <laughs> going to go secure the house. Yes, secure the house. Um, when when they really should just focus on securing the, the bedroom. one door the bad guy can yeah. get in. Barricade that's, themselves in there. That's all you got to yeah, do. Yeah, they're up on the second floor. That's all you got to do. You got to barricade yourself into one room. Barricade it well. Spend some time. Yeah. Don't. It, Fuck you. God damn it. Yeah, this entire movie from here on D Everyone's just running around like Especially D. D is constantly running off by herself after like I said, after she's always saying we have to stay together, but then she takes off. So D then finds Jerry in the bathroom, which Jerry's like hanging out in the shower for some reason, which is really weird. I I I, but I I thought about that too. I think he was putting Scott's body in there. He was. Yeah, because um, she goes, "Thank you." Yeah, yeah. I, so I picked up that, but when the the image we see when we see Jerry in the shower, it's so odd because it's not like we see him like bending over, like putting the body. He's just kind of staying in the corner, or facing the like his. Well, he's kind of like he's down. in timeout in the shower. He's, he's or kind of looking like down. That. Maybe he was kind of like, "This is sad. This is fucked up." You know, Maybe I don't know. It's just, just weird angle yeah. to shoot him from. Um, so uh, she tells him to go guard the bedroom again. Um, and then the, at the very next shot, we see D entering the bedroom. So what? Yeah. Which makes zero sense because she's supposed to be going downstairs to secure the house. 
uh, anyway, we see Susie and Peter. They're on their knees on the floor praying. Rocking back and forth like they're Jews at the Wailing Wall. Yeah. You know, and, they're just like rocking back and forth yeah, while praying. It's really, it's fucking, yeah. that's almost kind of creepy. Yeah, um, that's, that's that's like really creepy. Now, now I'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe I was right. Keep that motherfucker away <laughs> yeah. from me. Um, as Ginny's like sits in the corner trying to like, hold back her screams of labor pain and all that, she's freaking out. Uh, D figuratively like smacks some sense back into Susie and, and and Peter, and then and then he and Peter, she and Peter leave again or something like that. Um, so the two of the D and Peter go downstairs. She tells Peter to guard the stairs with a gun while she goes around to lock all the windows. Which again, not bad. You put them on the stairs higher up, and there's only one way up, one way down. But still, it's like, why why not just take the guy with the gun with you or something? I don't know. Or, just or, or leave him in the have bed. him just sit at the top of the stairs with a gun, and you see him coming up. Oh, that's what I say. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to go downstairs, man. Yeah, D doesn't. Yeah, D doesn't have to go downstairs. Then yes, you can stay upstairs and help your daughter have a baby. Yeah, exactly. And kill a bad guy if he comes up. <laughs> so, Why are you doing this? And that's when she finds hanging from some window a silver necklace with an anchor on it, which is the same necklace that we saw the woman holding during the opening abortion scene. Um, she takes the necklace, drops to the floor. Peter comes down, finds her in the kitchen on the kitchen floor. She's kind of crying. D shows him the necklace and pr- like, promise me you're not gonna tell the others what I'm about to tell you. Uh, he's like, yeah, sure, I promise, whatever. Um, D tells her story about how she didn't have a miscarriage at all, but she went to have an abortion because she found out that the baby had Down syndrome, and because her husband was in chemo at the time, they didn't know if he was gonna make it, and that she decided to have the abortion because it would have been too hard to raise the retarded baby without him and she just couldn't do it again after Jerry. So really what what are the odds of having back to back down syndrome kids? That's that's fucking it's pretty, crazy. Pretty rare. Yeah. I yeah. mean what were you doing when you were pregnant then? I mean obviously in Rodolph <laughs> jamming were you smoking and drinking too? Because they have two down syndrome kids back to back is I've never heard of that well, happening. Everyone seemed pretty fucking cool with the pregnant lady already taking hits. Yeah, it's a weed family and doing shots. <laughs> yes. So maybe that's just par for the course. Maybe it is. In this maybe family. that's how they do it in Australia. Who knows, dude? Australia's gonna hate me. Yeah, we, I don't <laughs> hate Australia. I'm just being a douche. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you guys are great. <laughs> so, uh, D tells him that she's holding. Um, she said she was holding on to this necklace when the explosion happened and uh, that she lost, you know, she lost necklace in the chaos that followed the explosion at the clinic. Um, Peter's like, hey, D, you know, like you're, you have to stop him. You, you, it's your, you have to stop him. Like suddenly she's like the chosen one or something. And then like she has some kind of hidden power. Like it's up to you to stop him. Like, <laughs> no, really call the cops. You could kill him. Like anybody can do this. Like, Sit at the top of stairs with the yeah, gun. Like why are you saying D has? Like it's like her... Like it just her mission in life. Yeah, it's like you brought him into the world. You, <laughs> you can take, him, take out. him out. <laughs> <laughs> um, upstairs, Jenny is freaking out more and calling out that she wants Scott. Where's Scott? Ugh. Even though she, again, she, he's <laughs> fucking <laughs> dead. He explained her over and over. I understand hysteria to a point. Yeah, to a point. This is getting again. They do a lot of overkill. With yes, this they do. Yeah, and it's just like, God damn, bitch. Fucking figure it out, you motherfucker's dead. <laughs> um, she tries to run out of the room, but Jerry stops her. D and Peter come back, and again, D goes off by herself to search the rest <laughs> of the be- upstairs bedrooms. Sure. Um, and she looks out a window in the pink room and sees Cletus climbing up the lattice work. 
So she tells Jerry to lock the window and that she's going outside now to rip down the last work. Which, what? God damn you it, he's just, already up there. He's already on it. Just lock the window. Why go outside to where you know the killer is like, I'm going to go put myself. Like, what? It doesn't make any Nothing. sense. There's logic in these people's actions. Yeah, zero sense. In lo- it's like no self-awareness or self-preservation in this movie. And we movie. watch a lot of fucking horror movies. Yeah, we do. We watch a lot of fucking horror movies. So you get that logic gets thrown out the window from time to time dude, yeah. to help br- move the story forward. Yeah. Okay, I get it. But fuck. <laughs> God damn. It's, but it's just constant hit after hit after hit after hit after hit. It's just fucking driving me crazy. Yes. So before she runs out, she comes up with this idea to distract Cletus by hiding all the dead people's cell phones around the house then having Peter call a different one every 30 seconds uh, while Peter keeps a watch on the stairs as D heads off outside. What? Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is some Scooby-Doo bullshit right here. <laughs> She's, I'm going to keep that motherfucker busy. Yeah. Is he, is he like, got to answer the phones? He's like, OCD, I have to answer the ringing phone. It's like Leprechaun's having to shine a shoe. Yes, the Leprechaun does has he, to shine a shoe. Does this guy have to answer phones when they ring? I got to reply to this text. Oh, shit. Oh, I got to answer this voicemail. Oh, no. What the hell? I got to like this Facebook post. <laughs> <laughs> what? This doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so what she, is, is, I, I don't understand. Is he supposed to answer the? F- what is going on? So she gets outside and starts to pry the last work off the wall. But she, she but, runs around the house, <laughs> sticking all these phones in potted plants. <laughs> she doesn't put them anywhere else. She puts them all in potted plants. <laughs> I don't get it. And they showed. Fucking Peter calling the phones every 30 seconds. Yeah. Like, this is like a major plot point. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> doesn't. She gets outside. Cleus isn't even on the last work anymore. He's, <laughs> He's gone. gone. He's just gone. So all this, like, intense yeah. calling and filming and potting. None of this happens. So- it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and the cell phones start ringing, which makes Dee jump a bit in fear. I'm like, really? Bitch, that why- was your plan? Yes. Like, why would you be stoned at all by this? It was your goddamn idea <laughs> to have the phones go off in the first place. Oh. <laughs> but she's like, oh, oh. <laughs> I know. She jumps and throws one. The- she's holding the fucking phone. And she throws it like it's on fire. Like it shocked her. Ah. God damn it. uh, Keep in mind, this movie was released in the year 2017, this year. But the phone Peter's using looks like the phone I had back in 2004. Yes. And and also, the buttons don't even have numbers on them. They're just like white blobs. He's had this fucking phone. (laughs) He's the guy who never updated his phone. And if they did that on purpose, then that could be kind of cool. Yeah. It's like he's the fucking weirdo. Peter's the weird <laughs> religious gay guy who doesn't want to be gay or whatever. So maybe he has had that phone <laughs> since 2004. It's just weird because everybody because else everyone else has got like smart- Androids or, I- yeah, or iPhones. I- Samsung, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Smartphones. Yeah. And he's rocking this old like brick of a well, This old fucking brick. Nokia. <laughs> yeah, the Nokia. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I had that phone. I had that too. <laughs> so, <laughs> um... So now the camera cuts to a shot of a good-sized boat anchor and chain, again, hanging on the outside wall of the house. Part which, of the decoration. Which D, we see D's hand is reached in frame, and she yanked, she takes it with her. Now, 
Again, what is with this house and D's sense of decoration and decor? <laughs> like, this house is just lined with dangerous instruments of death just hanging on the outside of the wall uh, of the house. I mean, like, I get the symbolism with the anchor, the necklace and the and actual anchor. Sure. Get that. But, God damn, who are you decorating the house anchor, like this? We have the bear traps. Here's the Iron Maiden. Yeah, like, <laughs> the Iron Maiden. Like, I'm just expecting, like, those, like, uh... Like uh, cavalry busting, like wooden spikes lying around the house too. Like yeah. Walking Dead, like just, medieval movies, just, just like, bayonets <laughs> lining the garden. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like what the fuck? The, the lawns fight filled with landmines. <laughs> they do look lovely in the spring. <laughs> so we see Dee running through the yard, dragging this anchor by the chain behind her. Now, if she's worried about being spotted or caught by Cletus, she's doing a piss-poor job of trying not to make any noise. Because this chain is like, clank, 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 as she's running through the yard. Dragging a fucking anchor. anchor which is the number one thing to stop you from running. Yeah, it's, it's fucking it, The whole purpose is it's designed for boats from stop moving. It's designed things to stop, stop moving. moving. She's trying to move with it. And just, like, bouncing and dragging along the yard. Like... You can find anything else to use as a weapon. That thing can be so clunky and heavy and it's like awkward. So uh, she takes the anchor and she uses it to try to, 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 to like rip chunks of the last work off. But then her phone rings, which I guess she forgot to hide her own phone because <laughs> in this stupid, stupid plan of hers. She yanks out her pocket. She throws it off into the grass somewhere and she sp- smacks some more of the last work down. Um, upstairs, Jerry sees the sheriff coming. Uh, he runs down the stairs and outside to flag down the sheriff. Yeah, Jerry sees, he's like, hey, the sheriff's coming, the sheriff's coming. Yeah. Jerry gets out and says, sheriff, hey, sheriff. And then the sheriff goes, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like fuck, not the retard. <laughs> no. so wrong. He just goes, oh, shit. And gets out his gun. <laughs> like he's going to shoot Jerry. Like, I got to put this kid down. <laughs> I can't deal with this guy anymore. I'm putting him down. (laughs) So, but as soon as the sheriff gets out of his car. He doesn't take two steps. No, he seriously just stands up out of the car and clank, smack. He gets like one of the bear traps snapped over his head. The teeth of the trap like dig deeply into his neck as like volcanoes of blood erupt out of the teeth. It's puncture re- marks. It's ridiculous. It it's a ridiculous <laughs> amount of blood. It's insane. Uh, it, it, it's like a fucking Las Vegas fountain outside the Bellagio. Just doing wave <laughs> patterns. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. So Jerry charges Cletus. He's like, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. There's so Jerry's like man up like I'm, I'm, he starts running like at him like a boss but then D comes out of nowhere says, and like, don't come off. over here <laughs> it's like go back to the house don't I come guess. over here. every time she says don't come over here someone's fucking dead yeah. like really bad <laughs> so she sends she sends Jerry back into the house and she turns and she's face to face with Cletus now now Cletus again Cletus like do you love me do you love me, mother? And he just keeps asking her over and over if she loves him. And she's like, she tells him that he has to stop hurting people. 
Now, on the porch, Peter comes out with the shotgun and uses Jerry's shoulder to brace the barrel of the shotgun as he lines up a shot, which is such a bad idea on so many levels. Dude, he gets out the gun, and I'm like, dude, that's a long shot for a shotgun. Exactly. That's another thing I was going to say. Yes. It's not going to do shit. They're, like, at least 20 yards away. If not more, more. yeah. And here's a double buck shotgun. He puts the barrel on Jerry's shoulder. I'm like, I'm just going... Like Jerry's head's gonna fucking explode here. <laughs> and Peter's like, cover your ears. <laughs> like that's gonna do anything. A double barrel shotgun, like inches away from your ear, but you're gonna Dude, cover your ears like that's like, like an inch away from your ear. <laughs> Peter fires the gun, and I believe he didn't hit anybody. And Cleese, Cleese runs off as D runs back to the house. <laughs> as Jerry screams in agony. <laughs> his eardrums are now gone. He should be bleeding from the ear. Yeah, his eardrums should have just erupted. He's deaf now. Uh, and the fact that that, that shock, the, the kickback from that should that probably would have whacked Jerry in the head too or something. I mean, that, such a bad oh. idea. With a double barrel shotgun. so stupid. <laughs> Granny, he's a priest and not used it, but still, that's I get a it, dumb idea. Holy shit. <laughs> so again, D orders Jerry to stand guard at the top of the stairs and to shoot anyone who moves. I wish he would have gone, what? Yeah, why? <laughs> yeah, but he's like, okay, mom, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, D tells Peter to come with her again. And the two of them go back outside to search the sheriff's car. Yeah, sure. They're just gonna go back outside again. They just, just they keep putting themselves in harm's way constantly. constantly. Uh, so they stop about thirty feet or so from the car, where D tells Pierre, "Hey, stay here and keep an eye out." What? Why would you leave him so far away? Keep his ass right next to you so he can watch it back. He can watch it back just fine. You know, I don't know, right next to you right. when you're in the car. Uh, uh, you know, occupy with that. He can stand guard at the car door much closer. But no, she's like, hey, you stay way over here as I go in tr- into Just the car. Just like their fucking power switch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So in the car, Dee tries the sheriff's walkie-talkie, but she gets no response. She checks out the sheriff's shotgun, but I guess for, it's empty, but because she picks it up and she puts it back. Like, she doesn't even take yeah, it with her. she picks it up and goes, ugh. ugh. And just putting leaves it there. Like, and then Cletus shows up behind her calling her mommy. It, so so much for Peter keeping watch because he just I just walked right up to her. Yeah, and, and you see Peter on the porch just like yeah. bitch out and run back inside. Yeah, exactly. Like an asshole. Next, yeah, so he, he apparently just left her alone. He's on the porch now. And he's backing up into the house. D gets out of the car. Uh, and she's like trying to, she's trying to like, Delay, Cleese, like, hey, okay, I'm coming out, I'm coming out. And she spots the sheriff's like revolver or gun on the ground. Uh, she quickly grabs it, points it at Cleese, and Cleese, again, she's like, please don't kill me. Yeah, I mean, she's got him dead to rights. We're talking like, seriously, like Aaron and I are maybe three, four feet away like, from each can, other right now. We can touch each other's hands. Touching we're, hands. We're high-fiving. High-five. All high-five. Right. High-five. So, so there and, we are. That's, they might even be closer than that to us. And she's holding the gun up, at our, you know, and uh, she fires off three shots. But again, she doesn't hit him, even though like he, she's he's like less than he's like, about three feet you away. You have to try to miss. Yeah, there's no way. You like, have to point way <laughs> off, and did it like all over the place, and she's just shooting, bang, 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 yeah. bang, bang, bang. And then she bolts for the house, and she's firing off shots as she's running into the house, and uh, she gets inside along Peter, and we see Cletus now with his axe. He's entering the house from some other entrance point somewhere. 
So this is <clears throat> when she runs in the house. Peter like scoops her up in his arms. Yeah, and he's saying, "You did," it. but Peter didn't see what happened. No, because his bitch ass was backed away. <laughs> like, yeah, back but he's saying door. you did the right thing. You did the right thing. Yeah. So I, I was confused. I'm guessing he uh, he did the right thing in trying to stop Cleus or trying to kill him. I guess. Was she was he saying you did the right thing and not shooting? Was she intentionally just trying? Was she just trying no, to? No, I don't. Him I off? don't think that. I think she was. Trying or did to you kill do him. the right thing and you're at, like in, maybe he thought he killed, but. I, I, I was, was kind of confused yeah, by that part. I, I kind of see what you're saying there. And <laughs> if I actually sit and think about it, I get. I legitimately thought she tried to kill him. She just bad right. She fucking missed. And he's like, "Hey, you did the right thing. You tried to stop him, or you tried to kill him." She's the or worst. maybe he thinks Cleese is dead because yeah, he, I, who knows? Okay. Uh, so Peter starts to go upstairs, but that's when the axe comes chopping down at him, hitting the stairs right in front of him. This caused Peter to fall backwards and down the stairs. D screams. Cletus shoves her into that closet from before, and I put locks her in there, but I guess it's because the, the, the door handle from the inside or is something broken. Like that. Yeah, the door so, is broken. Yeah, so she's trapped in the closet with the gun. As Jerry comes charging down the stairs, Cletus drags Peter away. Jerry tries to help, but Cletus just knocks him away and like seemingly unconscious. He knocks him to the ground. Yeah, this <clears throat> this scene when he's dragging Peter around, Peter, I. Okay, he's a priest, but do a sit up and stand up. God damn. <laughs> he's dragging you around by one foot yeah. and you're like grasping at the couch, grasping at this. Oh my god, I can't. It just fucking turn over, wiggle, do <laughs> yeah. something. Kick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> something. Yeah, so um yeah, Peter's getting dragged. He's desperately like Aaron said, grab him for anything, get his hands on. Cletus drops Peter. Who instantly begins reciting the Lord's Prayer, which is fine. He's a priest. He's thinking yeah, about dying, so he's saying, "I know, get." Cletus is stalking over him. Looks like it's curtains for Peter. But he as stops Peter, yeah. in surprise because Cletus joins him in reciting the prayer, and then they end up finishing it together. They, they, um, and then Peter asks, "Like Cletus, do do you pray? Would you like to pray with me now?" And the two of them kneel on the kitchen floor and they begin to pray. Now we see Jerry get up at this point and crawl over to the shotgun on the floor. Jerry's being fucking smooth and yeah. kind of stealthy, and, um, you know. Now, during this prayer scene, Peter says things along the lines of, like, being grateful for the whole family being together, including the youngest member of the family who was unknown to them since birth. Uh, Peter glances to his side, sees a kitchen knife next to him. Jerry gets the gun as Peter continues his prayer. He mentions something about the innocence, not knowing about the choices of the mother and what Diane or what Dee did to the youngest son. Who, what What she did was wrong. And that it was God's plan for Cletus to be born different and that it was a sin for Dee to try to abort him. Because he was retarded. Yeah. Uh, during this during this whole prayer, we see Jerry kind of like hiding nearby listening. And he starts to cry as he hears more and more of what Peter is saying uh, about, you know, uh, Dee aborting because he's retarded and, and all this stuff. Now, Peter slowly picks up the knife. And he turns to Cleus and says, Cleus, is there anything else you would like to, to add or say in the prayer? And Cleus just says, I'm sorry. And that's when Peter stabs Cleus in the chest with the knife. Uh, the two of them struggle uh, during which... Now, this shit gets weird. Uh, there's something yeah, I, I can't is, really explain. This is where the camera work really, uh, from this point on, honestly, gets so... Con- like convoluted, confusing. confusing. Okay, they they use incredibly Close tight, up. tight, yeah. tight shots 
close-up shots that you just don't understand what's happening. No. Um, so during the struggle, some, a switch gets flipped on somewhere, and what I can only describe is like a built-in countertop spinning blender blade gets turned on. Like, yeah, it's wh- like, I have it's no like, idea what this is or it's why. A, what I get, what I thought was it's a blender without, you know, uh, the actual like container, pitcher. the actual pitcher. Thank you. But it's like on the countertop. It's, yeah, it's not like it's, the blender, but it's like the blade itself is built into the countertop. And like, I don't or, know if this or, is an or, Aussie thing, like an Australia thing or something, but why the fuck would this exist? This is just a goddamn mutilation waiting to happen. <laughs> That's a lawsuit waiting it, to happen, this, yeah. this would not exist. I know it could, would happen. Who knows? It could be part of the decor. And, yeah, with the <laughs> bear traps and the fucking acres and landmines. And sure. God knows rabid pit bulls running around in the moat with alligators and who knows what. <laughs> and here on the counter, we have spinning blades. Spinning Careful. blades of death. So... Uh, why be there? I have no idea. There's no cover to it. No safety precautions anywhere. It's just a spinning three blades of death. It's a fucking blender. Yeah. yeah. Exposed blender. Uh, Cletus lowers the back of Peter's head onto the spinning blades. And what happens next, I thought was actually pretty awesome. Peter's head begins to like shake from the blades cutting into the back of his skull. His eyes begin to like fill up with Get blood. Get really dark. Yeah. And then they explode, and like a geyser of blood erupts from his soft eye holes. <laughs> uh, Jerry runs over, opens the closet door where Dee is trapped. But instead of just laying her out, he points the gun at her. <laughs> He's got her dead to rights. Yeah, and Jerry shouts in her, demands to know if she tried to abort him too. Like, did you abort me? Blah blah blah. And he asks her if he tried to abort Cletus, which she. Throughout the whole movie, he doesn't say Cletus. He calls him Clitus. I'm like, what? <laughs> Clitus? Well, it's he is, Cletus. He is meant to be tarted. Right, but and Australian. And Australian. So, but nobody else says Cletus or Clitus in the family. It's all Cletus. Well, he is meant to be tarted. But he and Australian. Mispr- <laughs> yeah, he doesn't mispronounce anything else. Like, anyway, uh, like, did you try to abort Clitus because he had Down syndrome? She says yes, but hey, I love you, Jerry. I not you. Uh, Jerry hands her the gun saying, you want to kill me? You don't love me anymore? And I had a problem with this because he's been living he grew up with his mom. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems like he's been, he's well adjusted. He's a mama's boy, really. Yeah, he's he's, he's pretty fucking with it, you know? She's obviously put time and effort into helping him develop as a person. He quotes fucking Shakespeare, (laughs) which is way more advanced than a lot of people I fucking know. And he has Down syndrome. You'd think he'd be able to kind of just go, well, that was some pretty fucked up shit, Mom. But I still love you because you're my fucking mom and you really stuck with me. You didn't abort me. Just like that, after, one, his ears are fucking gone. Yeah. (laughs) And somehow hears this ramblings of a madman and all of a sudden turns on his mom. I don't buy it. Yeah. Um, so Jerry turns and leaves, locking Dee back in the closet, meets up with Cletus, who's just standing by the Christmas tree in the living room holding his axe. They have a second. The two of them have, like, a Down syndrome moment. They just kind of <laughs> stare at each other, and like, you're cool? I'm cool. Bro, bro, bro. bro. <laughs> and Cletus lowers his axe and sets it on the floor as Jerry takes off the Santa hat, which he's been wearing this entire movie, and gives it to Cletus, who, like, puts it on his head. Uh, D finally breaks out of the closet. She enters the living room and sees the back of someone's head wearing a Santa hat sitting on like the couch or a chair or something like that. She assumes it's Jerry. Yeah, thinking it's Jerry, she's loudly whispering to him, hey, she's like, I'm sorry, I love you. I didn't mean no blah, blah, blah. 
you know, she's trying to make amends for the actions, trying to explain away what she did a long time ago. She wants him to come with her, her back upstairs, but this person isn't moving, doesn't move at all. And then she hears footsteps coming from somewhere else in the house. So she leaves to go check it out. And the footsteps gets louder. She thinks it's Cletus. She spins around a, 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 cor- a hallway corner, fires the shotgun, blam! And she just kills Jerry. Just, just blows, blows him away. Blows Jerry away. Jerry's blood covers the hallway and the doors in the hallway. It's just blood everywhere. She drops to his side crying, holding his dead body. Freaking out. Screaming in rage, she grabs the gun again, runs back to the room where she comes face to face with Cletus. She pulls the trigger, but now the gun is empty. The camera cuts over and pans to Cletus. And now, who for now, for the first time, we see without the facial wraps and bandages, his head and face and look what, like. An, and what the fuck, yeah, Goons? Like, holy shit. Like, yeah, there's downs from like Jerry looks pretty. This guy, Cletus looks like a fucking alien. Or some kind of a monster more than any kind of human person. More alien. It just looks like yeah. giant eyes. Giant like eyes. eyes the size of softballs. Yeah, like giant bug eyes. And like this fly, big fucking bulbous, bulbous head like, and g- mouth that is ridiculously big. Yeah, giant it's, gnarled teeth. It's it's like 12 inches long <laughs> with teeth like as big big as like a fucking cell phone yeah, like I, no one i've never seen a down syndrome person look anything like this. i've never seen it no like no I mean, he doesn't cletus, look remotely human no cletus makes rocky dennis look like fucking george clooney or brad pitt <laughs> he really does i mean god damn it, it's almost really indescribable how fucked up and deformed cletus is in this movie uh he pulls the hood back up covering his face again says mother why do you keep kill trying to kill your children <laughs> This pisses D off. She charges Cletus and they crash into the Christmas tree. She gets up, runs off. Cletus grabs the axe, chases after her. Now outside, being chased by Cletus, D grabs the anchor again as she runs by it. She ducks behind a corner and waits for Cletus to come into view. When he does, she swings out. She swings the anchor and paling it right into his chest. Catches him fucking center mass. Center mass. Fucking yeah. anchor. Um, and it's sticking out of him. Yeah, it is. Uh, she begins to pull on the attached chain, which ends up yanking the, the anchor out of uh, Cletus. That's pretty fucking curtains, I would yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the exit hole, that, that would be ripped open because those anchors are barred. You know, yeah. they, they're like spade-shaped. I mean, they're ripping out. Would it's just gonna destroy take a your chest cavity. Yeah. And he's also been stabbed already, too. He has been stabbed in the chest, yes. Yeah. Uh, and maybe or maybe not been shot a few times. We don't really know on yeah, that well, one. Well, maybe some buckshot. I, yeah. I, I can let the buckshot go. Yeah, but yeah. Um, there's also the yeah handgun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cletus yells out in pain. Again, D runs off dragging the anchor behind her, which <laughs> no. if, you're, again, if you're trying to make a quick escape, dragging an anchor out of you is probably the worst thing to do. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> um, upstairs in the bedroom, Ginny is giving birth to her baby with Susie's help. The baby is born. It comes out. Hearing the cries of the newborn baby, Dee leaps out from her hiding spot and starts calling out to Cletus, taunting him, yelling him that, hey, I never wanted you. Come get me, blah, blah, blah. Because he's distracted looking at the house. Yeah, he hears the baby crying. Um, and again, these walls must be paper thin. I mean, they're upstairs. A newborn baby isn't that loud. And again, they're like 50 yards away. Yeah. They're far away. They're pretty fucking yeah. far away. Like, was, when my baby yeah. was born as a newborn, she cried. And she well, she barely cried for the first few days of her life. She barely made it. She was like, and if she did, they were like whimpers at best. They weren't like, crying. Like, 
There's no way he'd hear her a crying baby that that far out. I don't. I just don't buy it. Uh, I don't know. I have any kids. Anyway, so I'm going to take your word for it. All right. Uh, <laughs> Cletus looks at D for a moment, but he turns to go into the house to get the others, and D chases after him. But now somehow. The anchor is hooked on something, like it, which it wasn't a minute ago, but now it's hooked on something. Now it's hooked on something, but it knocks her down. Yeah, because she's running, holding the chain, and but the chain like reaches, like gets taunt. It re, it like just snaps her back and yanks her to the ground. Okay, sure. Or she hits her head and kind of, like the dazes her for. But a bit. she lays there for fucking ever. Basically, the rest of the movie almost. She's, she's just, just laying going, there. She's going, no, don't come back. Yeah. Bitch, get up! Yeah, get you up! I, mean, I get it. Sure, it may have knocked you down. It may have pulled you down. But you're just screaming, yelling, and writhing back and forth. What the fuck? Why yeah. aren't you getting up? Are you tied to the anchor? Yeah, like, I don't understand. Happened? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. The exact same thing. But Susie hears D yelling for Cleese to kill her. So Susie's like, oh, no, not mom. She rushes downstairs to help D. Cletus grabs like, one of these old metal pointed umbrella like metal tipped umbrellas and waits for like on the side of the front door just stands there and wait Dee's yelling for Susie to stop and go back still lying on the ground keep in mind she's not giving yeah, up she's freaking out completely with it I understand if she was dazed for a little bit yeah but for she's a completely like yelling complete sentences yeah, and with it yeah. yeah but she's still just like for some reason laying on the, on the ground yeah um Susie runs out the front door and Cleese just stabs her through the face with the pointed tip of the umbrella. All the way through her Like, just fucking... all the way through. Ugh. She stumbles down the porch steps, like, like kind of like that death days, like, you know, um... A few uh, shambling yeah, steps. Yeah, a few shambling steps. And she falls to the ground. The, um, the handle on the umbrella hits the ground first, which causes the umbrella to pop open, sending bloody chunks and viscous shit flying everywhere. <laughs> uh... D continues to lay there on the ground screaming, I hate you. As Cletus approaches her, he stands over her. She tells him, just finish me. Just kill me now. But Cletus wraps the chain around her neck and tells her to tell him that she loves him. And each time she doesn't say it, he tightens the chain a little tighter. Uh, she refuses to say anything, and she seemingly dies. She just seemingly... She, she, yeah, yeah, so she gets she's choked done. out. Yeah. We go back to Ginny and the baby in the bedroom uh, for a moment, and then we see Cletus grabbing a large Michael Myers-like kitchen knife, and he heads upstairs. Ginny has to hide. Cletus can't seem to find them anywhere, but then the baby starts to cry. He follows the sounds of the crying to another bedroom where he sees a giant stuffed rabbit. And I'm not kidding. This thing is practically human-sized. This one of these ginormous humans, like uh, stuffed animals. And he can hear panicked, deep panicked breathing coming from inside the stuffed bunny. So, sorry, I was a little distracted there for a second, but <laughs> she's hiding. She needs to hide. Yeah. She sees the giant rabbit. Yeah. She guts the rabbit because he goes in the room where the rabbit was, and there's stuffing all over the yeah, floor. Yeah, he sees like stuffing all over and and then he goes in the next room. And there's this giant rabbit just standing up. there. Is that? Is this? It's sta- standing. It's standing. <laughs> You're right. It it's is standing. standing. It falls over. Yeah, you kind of gave yourself away, but just, just sit on the ground, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff animals don't stand. It's sit on the standing floor. against the wall. <laughs> <sighs> I forgot. I didn't realize it was standing, but it totally was. Because again, the camera shows close by. Oh, 
And my, my first, I'm like, oh, she's sitting on the floor. But you're right. What happens is because he walks up to it and just slowly and methodically, so, so slowly, slowly, like, starts stabbing puts in the, the knife. Yeah, starts pushing the knife into the rabbit. And you hear the sound of Ginny crying as the knife just sinks deeper and deeper into her. And then Cletus starts grunting and growling. As, and then he starts, like, sawing through the rab- both the rabbit and Ginny. The bloody stuffing is falling to the floor. And then the, that's when the stuffed rabbit, like, falls over. It falls and, to its knees. And it falls to its knees. And, and you see, like, this large blood puddle or stain on, on the back of the bunny. So you're right. She had to been standing up, which makes it all. It's like, you just killed yourself. If you're going to pull that off, which... I wasn't upset with the idea. I'm like, eh, I kind of get it. It's not a bad idea if you're desperate. But, yeah, don't stand up. <laughs> just sit on the floor like... like, eh. like I would just put the <laughs> fucking thing on top of you, hide underneath it. Yeah. It was so big. And another thing that just drives me well, nuts I, okay. is she's standing there, and then she's slowly... Ever so slowly yeah, being she stabbed, fight. and she doesn't do a fucking thing. She's like, maybe he won't notice I'm here, even she though I cried in pain. She doesn't try to punch or slap it away. Well, granted, she couldn't see a damn thing, but yeah. It's so <laughs> aggravating. Yeah, she, she crawled that thing like a fucking like Luke Skywalker being the Tauntaun or something <laughs> like that, man. Oh. But again, like, how would she have that much time to gut that thing and get her and the baby into it? Like, Or where's the... Wouldn't happen. Like that would take some time. <sighs> uh, so anyway, <laughs> Cletus finds the baby, places it on the bed, and then suddenly a screaming D pops up, anchor in hand, <laughs> the chain still wrapped around her neck. Charge which you would in, think like, she would unwrap the chain around her neck take first. Take the time to unwrap it. Maybe? Yeah, maybe when you're still laying on the ground, you wake up coughing, like, oh, take that chain off your neck, because that's the first thing I would do if I was nearly strangled. Death, would take whatever object nearly strangled me off of me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she swings it and again impales him in, in the chest. So this is twice now. He's been impaled through the chest with a giant anchor, which... <laughs> I have a hard time believing little D. Walls would be able to swing this thing around as easy as she does. She does it like a fucking boss. She looks him right <laughs> in the face, says, fuck you, and then, <laughs> and then she fucking runs and jumps out the goddamn window. <laughs> D's neck snaps because she never took the chain off of her neck. <laughs> so she's the weight of D's dead, dangling body causes the anchor to rip through Cletus's torso, splitting him in half. Unfortunately, we don't get to see this effect, but you hear it, and you see his legs fall to the floor as his upper half somehow manages to fly across the room and out the now broken window and land at with a wet thud below D's dangling <laughs> dead feet. <laughs> what? what the shit? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, everyone's dead. Also, it's just been so close up. Oh. There's nothing but silence after the yeah. wet thud of Cletus's body, body. splattering on the outside yeah. lawn. The camera then gives like starts going like a close up of like the anchor necklace, and then it goes from like dead body to dead body to dead body. But not dead body to dead body. It goes to dead foot. To dead, dead foot, foot. Yeah. to dead foot. It's everyone's feet. Yeah. It's everyone's feet. It's not like a hand or a close-up of the face. Maybe that's for the feet. It's the foot and foot and foot and foot. It's fucking weird. It is weird. Um, uh, and then uh, 
finally it ending on the baby alone on the bed as police sirens are heard in the distance. Fade to black. Roll credits. That, my Moon Goon friends, is Red Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on now to our favorite, favorite kills. There can be only one favorite kill. I don't know why I said favorite twice, but I meant like favorite section, favorite for favorite segment, favorite kill. I like the favorite, favorite, favorite kills. kills. All right. Why not? Uh, Mix so, it up a little bit. Uh, one thing this movie did have going for it was some pretty cool kills, I think, in my <laughs> opinion. So, Aaron, what, what is your favorite kill for this week? <laughs> I uh I kind of like D's actual death. <laughs> I I love it when she just fucking went fuck you. <laughs> Red just like a fucking nutcase just throws herself through the window. She could have like held on to it. She yeah. could have but nah, she's just like I'm just my whole family's dead. Screw this. I'm out, bitches. <laughs> Even though there's a newborn baby that's now left unattended. <laughs> she, oh, yeah. She's a grandma. What she, a bitch. <laughs> yeah, she's like, fuck, I'm not raising this kid. <laughs> that's why she really did it. Look at these assholes I raised. <laughs> like, I'm in my 60s. I ain't raising this kid <laughs> by myself. Jumps out the window with that. And, and like, it was kind of cool looking because they showed that one. Yeah. They showed this body coming down and whoop. You know, the snapping of the neck. It looked pretty cool. And then it just followed up by a... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's my favorite kill. Um, I guess it's a suicide almost, yeah. actually. Oh, uh, that's a good one. There's a, I, really, I will say, I liked a lot of the kills in the movie. I have a hard time picking a favorite. Cause that's a good one. But it's so fucking crazy. Because it didn't need to happen. She couldn't. She didn't need to die. <laughs> uh, I liked Peter's death. The visuals of that were really cool. But I also liked Hope. Hope is probably one of my favorite characters who I wish we would have had more hope. She was the one sister I liked. Um, but that, Really? The, yeah. I like Ginny. Uh, but the, the splitting of her oh, body. Oh, Hope. No, she was actually cool. No, you're right. She not was cool. Susie. I was thinking Susie. Susie no. sucked, yeah. Uh, I but, forgot about Hope. She was just yeah, like. <laughs> she was there and gone. Like, did yeah. We didn't get enough of her. She was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, got, you didn't get to know her very well, though. Uh, But the, 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 that effect, the first kill of her splitting in half was... Uh, surprising because I was like, "Oh, that's actually pretty good. Maybe we're gonna have a, a, some decent a movie good here." Gore fest, yeah. yeah. Um. So, mm. soft decision. You know what? I'm gonna go at the more original one, and I'll I'll, I'll take Peter with the 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 weird fucking unattended yeah. <laughs> blender blade on the counter through the head. Uh, because I've never seen that before. I've seen people get split with axes, but uh. And then the effect of his eyes filled with blood and exploding. Yeah, that blood. was cool. That was cool. Even though it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It was still cool. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll go Peter. All right. So uh, moving on to now, we move on to the odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, ratings. IMDb gives it a 4.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, a 44% on the thermometer. Wow. With a 41% audience score. Uh, one of the higher movies we've, we've had. Yeah. Um, and Amazon gives it a 2.5 out of 5. Wow, kind of low for Amazon. Yeah. Uh, plot keywords, there are 18. Uh, really nothing to... Australia? Uh, yep, Australian. Kangaroo? Yep. No. Kangaroo <laughs> was Boomerang? Yes. Really? No. <laughs> I was just going to say yes to every Australian thing you said. But <laughs> I was like, holy shit, there wasn't a boomerang in that. No. Uh, Christmas, Christmas horror, holiday horror, holiday entitled, violence, cult, sociopath, psychopath, family crisis, family relationship, <laughs> color entitled, 
two-word title, Australian independent film, directorial debut, pun in title, which I don't get the pun, unless they're saying, because, yeah, White Christmas and Red Christmas, but that's not a pun. It's not really a pun. It's not a pun. And then 63-year-old is the other <laughs> keyword. Ooh, that's unique. Yeah. 63-year-old. That's a very specific it age is. for it a keyword. Is. Uh, trivia. Uh, the sheriff is played by director Craig Anderson's father in the movie. Uh, the roller coaster journey making of Red Christmas was documented in a feature-length documentary Horror movie, a low-budget nightmare. They so, made a full-length documentary about making this movie? Apparently. Wow. Uh, the photo of Diane's husband is of co-producer Brian Mo- uh, Moss's father. Uh, only one line in the entire movie is improvised in the film, and that's spoken by Jerry. Good uh, for him. Uh, what the, line is it? I didn't say. I don't know. He does have some pretty sweet lines, though. And goes, oh, the, oh, oh, from time to time for no reason, <laughs> and I like it. Uh, and the placenta shown at the end of the movie during the, after the birth scene was a real placenta, which is disgusting. Why would you even have that on set? Motherfuckers. That's that's just gross. Gross. Just get a wet hefty bag and throw it on there. That's just like get a steak <laughs> and like mush it around a little bit, put a tube on it, and you're done. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, moving on. Now, the budget. I don't have a budget. Is it in dollary dues? I don't have the budget. Not in dollary dues? No. That's what I think they use as their <laughs> currency is dollary dues. But I have the gross opening weekend uh, if you'd like to play that. Yeah. Sure. All right. So let's play gross. Oh, let's play a variation of the budget game. Time for Aaron to blow his wad with the budget game. All right. So instead of the budget game, we have guess the gross. And this was... Opening weekend, October 19th, 2017. In United States? It does. I'm assuming the United States. Yeah. <laughs> Where's this again with dollary dues? It, uh, What's the currency they use down there? I don't know. I don't know either. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> Kangaroo pelts or Kerala pelts. I don't know. <laughs> That's worse. Uh, okay. All right. Opening gross weekend. When did it come out again? October 19th of 2017. All right. So, so it's... Ago. Okay, it's a horror film in October. That's when it's hot. Uh, opening weekend, $4 million. You majorly blew your load all over this shit, dude. All over this shit. Opening gross weekend. <laughs> shit you not. What I found, $2,255. Oh. So that means you probably played on one theater at like a festival somewhere, and that was it. Well, that's fuck. That's <laughs> tricky. That's not fair. Come on, two thousand dollars. Yeah. It's got to be one theater. It would have, it to, have be to be like one, one theater. theater. Well, yeah, I, it doesn't say, but that's that's the number that was given. So I'm like, just I'm assuming it had to be like one theater at a festival on one night or something like that. Motherfucker. But so technically, an open weekend gross. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I'm just... <laughs> All right. Uh, that, yeah, that was a little tricky on my part. A little dirty, yeah, that was a little dirtiness, but uh, I couldn't help it. All right, moving on to five star reviews. These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five star reviews. All right, there was only one five star review on Amazon. No shit. From Raymond Murray. What's not to love? A failed abortion lo- uh, locks his killing sites on the legendary D walls. And as the face-off gathers blood-spurting blood spurting steam, 
Limbs are cut, heads decapitated, and a family Christmas dinner is totally ruined. A great mix of gore, comedy, great acting, repressed sexuality, sibling rivalries, and religion. The abortion angle really adds to the creepiness of the story. Overall, a wild, blood-soaked horror film for the entire family. Well, maybe not for everyone in the family. Five stars. Huh. Now, that's all I had. So, let's move on to the one-star review. Booyah. <laughs> and Booyah. there were a lot of one-star reviews. <laughs> uh, from Khalid, Simmons writes, Junk movie, one star. Shane Wallace writes, This movie is absolute garbage. I bought it because I love Christmas horror movies, but I've honestly never regretted watching a movie more than this one. Spare yourself the time, regret, and the money. Do not buy one star. Now, from a returning uh, 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 reviewer from The Movie Guy. Oh, that was one-handed hooker with a shotgun. Oh, would have been nice. Mm. Uh, no, this is Movie Guy. Uh, the film opens showing various abortion confrontations, so when the deformed stranger shows up and calls D mother, we know the mystery. D Wallace has all has all off her fam of I suppose the of but it says off her family together at Christmas as two sisters can't get along. We get background information of all the people with my favorite dying first. A deformed stranger shows up at the door and reads a letter about an incident in abortion kick twenty years ago, which is supposed to be a mystery, but isn't. Then for some reason, the stranger goes violent and no one can defend themselves from the slow-moving, deformed individual that has trouble walking or making simple movements outside of yielding an axe. Right? <laughs> I kind of felt that way too. The characters were good. They should have spent a little more time developing them and then kill them in unique ways apropos to their character traits. I thought the subject matter and killer were pathetic. Could be a pro-life message, but not a strong one. One star. Um, yeah, I don't there's two more <laughs> that get really kind of weird. Yeah, if uh, you want to read them, you can. I'm going to because I, I I took the time to look them up. Okay. We have time to kill. <laughs> so from Bad Wolf writes, has D. Wallace lost her mind? <laughs> this movie is complete extreme pro-life propaganda sponsored by pro-life groups. See the end credits. Dare you watch. Even if you are pro-life, anyone who su- supports this sick film loses my respect. Essentially, this movie is about an aborted baby that lives to stalk and murder its mother and her family as an adult during Christmas and in Australia? Not so Christmassy, right? This film exploits handicapped Down syndrome people and makes a mockery of the pro-life movement. And once you see this mutant that somehow survived all these years and was able to be educated and track her down, you'll know why Dee's character had the abortion. Big thumbs down. Everyone I know who saw it was mad after viewing, as was I, one star. <laughs> so was this movie like funded by pro-life groups? I don't know. I not the, I I don't know. Well, he says it's in the credits. Yeah, I I didn't watch all the way to the end. Neither I, did I. I, I, this, I normally I do, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, last one from James and James N. Simpson. How can you go wrong with a slasher Christmas tale? Well, get a copy of Red Christmas and you'll find <laughs> out. Basically, a constantly arguing, putting each other down family are getting together in an elderly woman's Australian countryside house for Christmas. A cloak-wearing, face-eyeing visitor named Cleus knocks on the door. It's clear he's not all mentally there. Even though her adult kids give the visitor a rude reception, the mother is initially sympathetic and kind to him, perhaps because she has a Down syndrome son and likely has been ruinous. And don't, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you know what? I'm skipping ahead of that. Uh, Cleus has a spiel he wants to tell him, even though he, they clearly aren't interested, but he hits a nerve when the mother... Oh, you know what? Fuck this. You're really butchering this Yeah, I'm, I'm skipping a lot of this. Just, Cleus, was, for me, just wasn't an interesting a villain. The film that has a very low budget look to it uses a very plastic hole 
head covering mask for him when we actually get to see the cloak hood removed. Uh, budget horror, especially slash films, could be right if they if they're lots of fun, especially with kills. But this one wasn't. Uh, it was unrealistic axe shopping of the sort. Blah blah. Spoilers blow a bit too often. Mark calls him a son of a bitch repeatedly. At once, you know what? Fuck you, James Simpson. I don't know why. I apologize, movies. I don't know why I wrote that one down. It was a really long one. You started it, and you're just like, blah, blah, blah. Hold on, I'm skipping this, skipping this. Wait, 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 let's just say, that sucks. All right, I'm done. Fuck that one. I'm sorry about that. That was pretty bad. That was awful. I'm going to go flog myself like the priest in the beginning. For, there you for, go. Yeah. For, for, Shame. The, for repentance on reading that one. Um, anyway, let's wrap this up this week. Aaron, what are your final thoughts on Red Christmas? So bad it's scary. Really? I did not have fun with this movie. Uh, I, I like the the horror Christmas movie, but it just was so out of place. One, being in Australia. You know, two, like, it, it started off a little Christmassy, but then once it got... Once the action started, it was just there's you know it was just like a killer running around the house trying to kill people. All the Christmas stuff was kind of lost, you know. They 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 didn't even use much Christmas music, and that's like public domain. That's like Christmas horror 101. As you use like you know use the creepy shit, you know like ringing of the bells or whatever. You know you can do a lot of stuff, and it just seems like they missed the mark. And I agree. I think it had like this weird shitty pro-life kind of message wrapped up in it which is ironic considering if you're pro-life you're killing the shit out of all these people <laughs> it almost like glorified this bomber i don't know this movie just kind of had like a, and ah, we already talked about it before but the plans everyone was so i didn't like anyone they all had add they were perfectly safe and then throw themselves into danger again and it's supposed to be Christmas again. Give me the Christmas. <laughs> Give me the Christmas horror. It started off okay, and then it all just <laughs> so bad it's scary. So bad it's scary for Mary. All right. Um, yeah, I just wasn't feeling now, it. Now I, I I had a tough decision on this week. I I watched it a few times. Uh, one I'll say I one thing that kind of me, was leading me towards so bad it's good was the kills. I really enjoyed a lot of the kills in the movie. They were they were done well, I thought. There was some, you know, production and value in those kills. I'm like, all right, this is, you know, decent. Some kills that look, look good. Some yeah, I hadn't seen I, before. I, I will agree um, with that. The video quality was fine. It looked look bad. Sound um, wasn't bad. Uh, no. So, technically, it was fine. But after recording this episode and thinking more about it and the things that you said... I'm leaning more towards so bad, scary. Uh, so it sounds like you're on the fence here. Yeah, but well, like I said like you, these. I I said in my notes, I thought the same thing, and you you vocalize it much better than I did. Uh, but yeah, these people just constantly go against everything they say they're gonna do, and this whole movie is D, just D Wallace running away from her family, outside, inside, running here, go there, do this. It's just chaos, dude. She must have burned out some calories. Yeah, man. it's it's just a chaotic. <laughs> film there's so much of the lines like I said earlier in the episode are so repeated like no don't go out there stay here no no same thing over and over and over again um the characters again i didn't really care for any of them the only ones i really like were like hope and she died was the first one to die jerry was okay uh but yeah the backstories we get we either didn't get enough of it to make us care about this character so in which case don't give us any at all and just kill them off and, you know it doesn't 
But the one thing this movie does do, and again, maybe this is part of the pro-life, you know, uh, 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 propaganda or, or theory behind this movie, is I was actually, even though he was killing people, I was very sympathetic towards Cletus. Yeah. I felt bad for the guy. Like he's just like, Mom, love me. I just want to be accepted by my family. You know, that's all the guy wants. And like, fuck you, kid. Like, fuck you. Get out of here. We, even though I tried to kill you, I'm not going to apologize for my mistake or just even. He's not like. I don't know. Like, I felt bad. He's like, just tell me you love me. I just want to be loved. Don't please, Mom. Don't kill me. I was like, what? Yeah, but, but, he came to their house on Christmas. They're being nice. They brought him in, and then he's reading this horrible, like, abortion-like thing. He did it really bad, so I get why they threw him out. But he read it very nice. He's like, I mean no offense. I'm just, he's trying to tell his story. He even says, you didn't know. Like, you you know, this was 20 years ago. You know, you don't know. and I'm your blah, blah, blah. He's trying, like, his best way to, how, I mean, come on. Try to break that news. How else are you going to break that news to somebody? That is not something you easily do. Agreed. Okay. But then, you know what? You know what? You failed. You try again. You know, <laughs> you don't go and fucking kill everyone. Well, he is retarded, then... <laughs> but I mean, come on. I mean, come on. Give the guy a break. All he right. is retarded. He tried right. nicely the first time. Instead of, like, murdering the shit He was raised him. by a religious zealot bomber priest who killed people. He, it's what he knows. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt bad because he, he was sympathetic. He he just wanted to be accepted and loved by his family. Who and he really had no reason to shun him off in the first place. Other than they were just being assholes. Like get the fuck out of here on Christmas. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm not saying I'm that's making me towards so bad. It's good, but uh, I will probably say you can't skip this. I'll say so bad. It's scary. It has its moments of entertainment and the kills are good i will say that um i felt like it started pretty strong i felt like it started off all right and then it just but i I just get i get sick real sick real fast of 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 Ginny and Susie constantly fighting it that gets old real quick it just there's a lot and again the lack of just any logic in this it's still not just nonsense that goes on Mm -hmm. with people running around I'm dragging this out. We both agree. So bad, scary. Pass it. It's not the worst we've seen, but you can skip it. It's not worth watching. Uh, unless you just want to fast forward through and watch the kills. That, that'd be about it. Because there's yeah. no nudity, except for Scott's ass. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess Peter wanted to see it. <laughs> All right. It's not a badass. I don't know. <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to wrap us up this week. Uh, ah, see, wrap us up. Holidays. Ha, 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 ha. You didn't like my Outback pun. <laughs> yeah, Aaron's not going to like me. <laughs> Although I do like it. Okay. Uh, we'll be back next week with another Christmas horror movie to uh, continue on with our Christmas horror movie bonanza of the season. All right, Moon Goons. In the meantime, watch more horror movies. And remember to always keep it tight.